make a person feel old. You call them Mr. Weaver. I don't know if anybody <laughs> refers to me like that. The Bible says that God is light. Alright, I know you're some pretty bright bulbs in here. I mean that pun intended. The question is, where? Don't let me down, bright bulbs. Where does the Bible use these words? God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Yeah, go ahead. No. Okay. I've got to give you more of the verse then. This is the message that we have heard and which we have seen and declared to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Okay, I was getting worried there for a moment. So turn me in your Bibles to First John chapter 1. Uh, we'll see it in verse 5. First John chapter 1 verse 5. Alright, First John chapter 1 verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you. That God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Alright, so the question that you need to consider now is what does the Bible mean when it says God is light? Alright, before you start going on to too many like rabbit trails, what does the Bible mean when it says God is light? Um, first, you might be asking yourself the question, why would I want to know that? Alright, that's a great question. It's because you're in the middle of the Shining Lights Conference and the theme verse is Matthew 5. Does anyone know the verse, theme verse of the conference? Yeah? You are sitting on a shining hill tonight. The Shining Hill? No. <laughs> that's like an Anna Green Gables quote. <laughs> you are the city on Shining Hill. No! But uh, at least you're in the ballpark. Does anybody know the theme verse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip your program over. Yes, that's right. Mercy on us. Help me out. I need a, you got this? Yeah, go ahead. You are in the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Excellent. So if Matthew 5 is telling us that you are the light of the world, we need to know, like, what does that mean? In order to know what that means, we have to first know what this means. God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Alright. So the question is, what does it mean that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all? Now again, you're going to start thinking of some rabbit trails. Like, what does light mean? What does it symbolize? And, uh... If you go down those rabbit trails, it's not a bad place to go. It's just not a great place to go. I mean, like, you're not going to get much closer to the answer. So what does it mean, God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all? All right. Hold that thought for a second. While you're holding that thought for a second... 
to help you, I brought a light. Don't look, it's really bright. Um, but what is it that a light does? It does. That's right. So, interestingly, the Bible will uh, help us with that. It'll illuminate this idea of like, what does it mean God is light? It'll help illuminate that with exactly this. A description of what light is. What it does. Alright, so I need a young brother with a loud voice. Do we have any such people? I volunteer. Thank you. Uh, Ephesians 5.13. Well, you, you should just have it memorized. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, Ephesians 5.13. Find this verse because it's okay. very helpful. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. Should I continue? No, that was lovely. Yep. Or did you get that? No, you are plenty. I'm just going to repeat it. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. That is, whatever makes manifest is light. Right? So we're going to do a little math. It's like the substitution property. I I know I'm on thin ice here, brother, because you're the math person, not me. God is light. Alright, 1 John 1, five, Ephesians 5.13 Whatever makes manifest, whatever reveals things is light. Alright, now let's put the two together. What does God do then? God mm, mm. What is the mm, mm? God reveals things. So when John says God is light, this is the message that we've heard and seen declare to you that God is light. What he's saying is God reveals things. Now we're getting somewhere. Because the next question is the interesting one. What does he reveal? Our hearts and intentions? Well, the Bible does that. Interestingly, because it says, right? Like, divides thoughts and intents of the heart. Like, in John's message that he heard and seen and declares to the people who are reading his epistle... What is it that God's revealing? Alright, so hold that thought for a second. Because I don't want you to take for granted that God's revealing things. This is why I don't want you to take it for granted. Do we have any, any geologists in here? Anybody know what a geologist is? Yeah, it's a rock jock, right? Someone who knows about rocks. Alright, if you want to study a rock, alright, if you want to study a rock, who takes the initiative? You or the rock? This is not a trick question. Thank you. You. Like, you have to go find the rocks. You have to test them. You have to put out all the effort, right? You put out the effort. Like, if you want to learn about rocks, it's on you. Right? Rocks are not like, check me out, I'm filled with sodium plagioclase. You didn't know that, but do a little mineral testing and you'll find out. 
Would never have known, Mr. Rock. Thanks for telling me. No, it doesn't happen. Like, you have to put out the effort. All right. I am holding here the likeness of a cat. <laughs> if it were real, I couldn't hold it. Right? If you are going to try to learn about cats, who takes the initiative? That's right. You. Because the cat is like, talk to the paw. <laughs> I could care less. Right? If you're interested in understanding the animal world, you take all the initiative. You have to be like, I've got my little notepad. I will study cat. It's a very boring day. <laughs> or whatever animal. If you're interested in raccoons, I don't know. But no raccoon ever. I would like to tell you about myself. <laughs> Definitely no cat ever. All right, if you would like to get to know a person, all right, how does it work with a person? Let's say you want to get to know a person. What has to happen? Initiating. That's right. So you would walk up to them and say, hi, my name's Mr. Weaver up here. <laughs> and the other person would respond back and be like, hi, my name is Joel. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it occurred to me in that moment I might have got it wrong. Yes. All right. You know, there are people that I'm good friends with because I took some initiative and then they reciprocated and now we're friends. There are other people where I'm like, hi, I would like to be your friend. And they're like, no, my friend list is full right now. I'm sorry. Right? Does it happen to other people? Maybe? <laughs> Just me. All right, that's fine. All right, sorry. Right? So, all right, here's my point. To get to know a rock, it's all you. All right, to get to know an animal, it's all you. To get to know a person, you're like, I'm going to take some initiative. They are going to reciprocate. Otherwise, it's nothing. All right, now, for the ringer, I'm making a progression here if you haven't noticed. If you want to know God, He initiates. Thank you for seeing the progression because I was getting one. That's right. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you, like I said, are bright bulbs. So I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking to yourself, oh, but people call me Mr. Dan. No one calls me Mr. Weaver. <laughs> anyway, so you're like, um, ah, but Mr. Dan, the Bible says, draw near to God. And what happens? He draws near to you. See, I take the initiative. Fine. How'd you know that? <laughs> the only way you could know that is if God wrote it down and said, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. That's the only way you would possibly know that. There's no other way you could possibly know that information unless He said it. Alright, so what does God do? God reveals things. Why? Because He's light. That's what light does. Light reveals things. What does He reveal? Like, the only thing we could ever know about Him is if He reveals it. Otherwise, we got nothing. So when God's going to reveal something to us, it's going to be like something about Himself 
that we couldn't otherwise know. Which raises the interesting question, now that we got all that, what? So when John writes these words, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, uh, that, and he says, this is the message that we have heard in him and declared to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So here, God is revealing himself to us. Alright? I'm pulling out my handy dandy whiteboard and marker, and I'm gonna need a Noah, thank you for volunteering. A stout young man. I, I just need an easel. You just look like an easel. Right there, see? Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right? Perfect. You're doing great. Alright. So, let's go all the way back to um, Genesis chapter 1. Alright, Genesis chapter 1. The first words in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters, and God said what? Good. So, what we have is a marker that needs help. Let's try this one. Hmm, that's still not that great. I know, right? Alright, but God says, let there be light. And uh, here in this world is like this chaos, right? This void. Right? And God says, let there be light. Alright, now, interestingly, in Genesis 1, when God says, let there be light, He's not creating light, which is kind of an interesting thing. What He's doing is saying, like, I'm going to face toward the darkness and chaos and void of this world. And I'm directing my light toward this area now. So it's like, to turn toward. And God said, let there be means to turn toward. Which is interesting to think about. So God is like, turning his light toward this world. Alright? Later then, in creation, we have, um, God creates the sun little bit of art right there. But he does, he creates the sun first before he creates things like plants and trees and life. Right? So he didn't create the plants and trees first. He created the sun first. Why? That's right. Photosynthesis. You've got to have the light before you can have the life. Right? You, got, you had to have the light before you could have this created order. Well, then in John 1, Jane, John 1, we have like God the Father sends His Son, different Son, S-O-N, to be this light in the world, right? God sends His Son to be this light. What's He revealing in all this? He's revealing this. He who has the Son, this is what John's going to get to in chapter 5. Can you finish this verse? He who has the Son has life. So what's God revealing? Well, in creation, you had to have this light before you could have anything else. Namely, life. You had to have this Son before you could have any 
animal life, plant life, any life, human life. You had to have this light before you could have this life. In spiritual things, you the source of the life that's in the sun comes from the light of the Father. Like the light comes first, you can get the life. So what's God revealing in First John 1? That the Son is life. That's what He's revealing. So that's why John calls Him light. He says, uh, God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. This is the message. What's the message? That the Father sent the Son. That Son has this life. This life. Thanks, God. What kind of life is this Son? Well, you might think what you have is life, but you would be wrong. What you have is not that great. What the Lord Jesus revealed when He came to earth is like what life really is. We were like, what is life really? And He's like, ha, ha, it's joy. Hmm. I could use some joy. It's peace. It's abundant. It's full. It's this amazing thing. Um, how else to describe it? Like, um, it's eternal. That would be another great word. That's what life is meant to be. It's this thing that's full, abundant, filled with joy, eternal. That's the life that I want to give to you. This is a message that we have seen. So John's like, I saw this message in action where the Lord Jesus says, here I want to give you this abundant, full, eternal life. The real deal. Not the imitation thing that you currently have. I want you to have this real deal. John describes that as light. It's something we couldn't have figured out on our own that the origin of real life comes from God. And it was embodied in the Lord Jesus. John said, I saw it. Think about this life that the Lord Jesus offers. It is counterintuitive. You're like, I don't even know what that means, but what are you talking about? It's not at all the way we think about when we think about life. All right, I need another young man with a loud voice. Young man, yes? All right, Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Yeah, Luke chapter 12, verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in abundance of the things which he possesseth. Alright. Did you get that? A man's life, a person's life, does not consist in the abundance of the things you possess. That is shocking. You know why it's shocking? Because we don't think that way. We're like, if I could get one more Amber Crombie shirt, I would be happy. Whatever it is, yes, right? Why do we think that way? Because we think if I had this other thing, like when I wear these things, people are like, wow, you are something special. Wow, you make the big bucks. Wow, you're out, you're amazing. When I drive this thing, people are like, ooh, ah. 
right? And I think to myself that somehow my worth is tied up in the things I own. And then this person comes to earth and says, I want to offer you real life. And I'm like, what's that like? And he says, it's not, it does not consist in the abundance of the things that you possess. It has nothing to do with what you own. Say, what? <laughs> that is not how I've been living my life. Right? It's kind of interesting. Like, it's a different kind of life. All right? I need someone else with a super loud voice. Yeah? All right. Matthew uh, 6.33. Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Right. All these things is referring to food and clothes, things like that. But he says here, seek first the kingdom of God. Now, I like to live my life for me. That is, I like to be comfortable. I like to be entertained. I like to put me first. And I like it when other people bring me things. Like cold beverages, right? So I'm like, hey kids, give, give me some ice water. Right? Or whatever, right? I like to be first. I like to put myself first. I like to think about myself first. Alright, I'll tell you, uh, this is a confession. You haven't even met me yet. I'm going to confess things. See, that's terrible. This morning I had to like go um, uh, get blood work done. So, uh, this is what I'm thinking about. The place opens at 6 o'clock in the morning. All right. Now, I, I teach high school. I don't know if you know that or not, but I teach high school. Well, I have to be at work by 7. But I like to be there early to get things ready. Whatever. All right. Now, I'm, now I'm counting backwards in my head. I'm like, okay. I need to be able to leave the blood work place at like 6.30 so I can get to school a little bit before 7 so I can get ready for my school day. So I need to be able to leave there by 6.30. Now here's the problem. I know, because I'm old now, but I know that when I, like there's going to be a line at the blood work place. And it's going to be a line to people who are retired. I don't know why, but it's true. Like, and in my head, I'm already having this argument. I'm like, listen, people, I've got to be at work on time. You don't have anything else to do today. Just let me go to the front of the line so I won't be late. And you can still eat breakfast at 5.30 if you want. Like, just let me move up a couple seats. You know, I'm thinking about it. It's like, I haven't left the house yet, but I'm already having an argument with someone I haven't even, like, seen yet. <laughs> because I'm thinking, I want to be first. Because I have this agenda for my day. And it's better than your agenda. So put me first. Why do we think that way? Then this person comes, and he says, No, 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 stop seeking first your agenda. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And I don't think that way. Because what he's trying to offer is a different kind of life. So what is this life that he's trying to offer? I need one more person to read really loud. Oh, 
You don't mind? Actually, you want to read it in Hebrew? I mean Greek? Um, you probably know it by heart. John 17, 3. <laughs> You'll know it when you start to read it. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Thank you, yep. So if my life does not consist of the abundance of the things that I possess, if my life does not consist of putting myself first, because these are the things that my life normally revolves around, what does my life, like this life that you're talking about, what is it? Well, it turns out that it's fellowship with God and with His Son. This is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Having this relationship with God the Father and His Son, that is this new kind of life. Everything else is a cheap imitation. Everything else is a little bit empty. Everything else is not that much. But what he's saying is like, this is real life. Knowing God and His Son, uh, Jesus Christ. This is what uh, the Lord Jesus came into the world to reveal to us, that this is what real life is like, to know Me, and to know My Father. That's where you're going to get real, full, abundant, eternal life. Like the real deal. Interestingly, um, John tells us a little bit about uh, people who um, hear about it. Uh, he says it this way, the light has shines in the darkness. And like some people are going to say, that's what I want. I want that real life. Some people are going to say, nope, I just want to stay in the dark. Why? Because light reveals things. And men love darkness, he's going to write, rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. But people who love the truth are going to say, I want that light. I want that life. I want that abundance, that fullness, that fellowship with God Himself and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Other people are going to say, I don't want that. I want the lie. I want the idol. I don't want what that is. What we're going to find out tomorrow is uh, how these people got in this situation and how do they get out of it or maybe not get out of it. Like people who are in darkness, why might they want to stay there in that darkness? And people who want to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love, like how does that happen? You have to wait for tomorrow. But for tonight... Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this message that you sent to us in the person of the Lord Jesus. That, uh, that light that you revealed, that we can have abundant, full, real life and it's wrapped up in a relationship with you, a fellowship with you and with your Son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, uh, help us through the course of this weekend to recognize the importance of that so that we can be light, so that we can reveal that truth, that our life comes from you, 
and that it's because we know you and that we want to introduce you to others. Lord, we pray this in the name and for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.